Hi, this is Lorraine Newman, and you're listening to TV Confidential. We have June 16th, 1959, a, a very sad day in television, movies, and just uh, all around. Certainly, uh, for baby, certainly for baby boomers. Definitely for baby boomers, and uh, you know, I think this has to happen to every generation, but uh, this was the day that George Reeves uh, died. And, of course, he, for all of us, is going to be Superman, although he has had an incredible body of work. Mm-hmm. It was Superman that, you know, made it the, the indelible imprint. Yeah. And uh, so, but uh, his death at the age of 45 remains a polarizing issue. Some yeah. believe the official verdict is a suicide. Others believe that George Reeves was murdered and a victim of an accidental shooting. Yeah, I was going to say that the operative word is not so much George Reeves dies. George Reeves was found dead. He was found dead, Yes. And uh, like I said, you know, uh, a while back we talked about Pete Duell. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting, similar, uh, unresolved circumstances. Many, many books have been written on the circumstances of surrounding this, the, the, circum- the mysteries surrounding the, demi- the demise of George Reeves, most notably a speeding bullet by our friend John Allen Henderson. Yeah. And you've dedicated time to uh, this, this subject. I think. I was just saying uh, off mic that I think uh, the death of George Reeves uh, introduced a, a generation to the concept of the conspiracy theory. Uh, now, we all came around after this event. You know, He was not around while we were around. Right. But I remember especially when the Adventures of Superman were syndicated uh, in L.A., we all knew that George Reeves was already dead. Uh, we would see interviews with Noel Neal and, uh, and other stars of the show. And there were always these rumors as to what happened. And, and the one I remember hearing a lot on the playground was that George Reeves actually thought he was Superman, right. jumped out the window of his house, and, and, and died. And uh, th- that was the story going around. So we had always heard those stories uh, that you know, things like this happened. And, of course, our, our parents, at least you know mine, never told me what actually happened or what, to the best of their knowledge, happened. Just said, no, it didn't happen that way. Yeah. Now, I find it interesting what you just said, that growing up here in Hollywood, you knew that he was dead while you were watching the Superman. Mm -hmm. Growing up in Ohio, I didn't know he was a hero as a kid. I did not find out that he had died before I was born until, I, I mean, I must have been about 12. It came as a shock to me. So it, actually, it, it, it did come as a shock to me. I couldn't believe it. I think it was my father said, oh, well, you know he's dead. Mm-hmm. He couldn't tell me how, but it just seemed, you know, watching him, he's here right now. Yes, I understood I was watching fiction, but still, uh, he'd been a childhood hero, bigger than life, who would always be there. Yeah, I did not know he was dead when I saw him on I Love Lucy, when he played, basically he was, it was the only, he played Superman. Right. He was not George Reeves as Superman. Right. He was Superman. Superman. As far as anybody was concerned in that show, he was Superman. Probably the, pro- probably the only time he ever did something like that where he, where, where he by his own admission, played Superman outside of the yeah. TV show. And they actually rigged the furniture so he could easily move the piano out of the way. Yeah. But, yeah, I do remember him as uh, you know that, that particular character. But, again, like we talked about weeks ago with the Three Stooges, uh, there were TV specials and on how they did the stuff back in mm-hmm. the days of George Reeves, how they made him fly, how they, you know, uh, the different props that could bend that looked like steel but were not. Uh, and, uh, th- you know, he, this was a very 
you know, he, he was he was to the baby boomers just this you know this this person that could survive anything, and of course he, you know, he he dies this way. Uh, my dad's generation dealt with the death of Buck Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, younger generation deals with the death of uh, Steve Irwin. So, I mean, I think sadly every generation had to deal with yeah, something like I, that. Yeah, but because this was for baby boomers, this was um, one of the first real. TV heroes. It was their TV hero. Well, it was Superman. It was Superman. It was Superman. <laughs> yeah, let's. See. It was Superman, and and um, the the shock that that Superman could be dead, and and or and and and, and no one knew why, and um, just in the fact in the fact that you know um, because the show was still you know, it, it was no longer in first run production, but it was still widely syndicated at the time, um, and because. Um, you know, June sixteenth. Many many kids were still in school at the time. Just just the shock of this coming to the playground. It was just very hard you for know, kids to for understand. a lot of kids. I guess it depended on on what time zone you were in. You know, when they had their morning Cheerios. Yeah, that was the headline on the paper. Yeah, I mean, I mean, now we have mass media, and and it would. I I don't think our our our. Our urge, our, our need to get the coverage out there. Sometimes we forget. Okay, who's watching mm-hmm. and and how we present it. But back then, it was this was on the breakfast table next to the cornflakes. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk tvconfidential.net talk at tvconfidential.net you can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential x.com forward slash tvconfidential or at tvconfidential on instagram and if you're listening to us on the tv confidential podcast please be sure to hit the subscribe button This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time homebuyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.